Amen. Well, we're going to jump right in. I hope everybody's uh, had a good week. If not, it's going to get better, right? It's always better if God's in it, right? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. It's good to see everybody. Well, if this is your first time here, I hope you guys are very, very feeling very welcome and enjoying yourself. I got the prettiest girl up front smiling at me, so I can't do nothing wrong now, right? She's doing good. It's so good to have everybody in here. But uh, our sermon title today is called After Sunday. After Sunday. And over there, too. Did I mess up? Over there, too. Our sermon title. <laughs> See, we're very relaxed here. Our sermon title today is called After Sunday. And I, and I really thought about that. You know, we come in and get filled up on Sunday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, depending who's doing Bible study and stuff. But what does our walk look like? How's our heart the rest of the week? Right? You know, and then think about it if you don't make it, right? You don't get that booster shot. So today I want to do everything that I know in the name of Jesus to encourage you in the Lord. Does that sound good? Amen. Take a look at this, our scripture for today in the Hebrews 10, 24. If you've got your Bibles, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. If not, most of the time I try to bring most of the selected uh, scriptures up here so we can go through them. And it says, and let us consider how to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Does that sound like a good thing? How many times are we spurring each other on? Sometimes we're just spurring each other, right? That's what happens sometimes. But I, I hope, you know, we're going into a new year. Um, a lot of times we set a lot of new goals and things. Anybody set any new goals? Well, you'll hit it. It won't be no problem. He didn't set none, right? You're right there. I mean, that's all right. You know, my goal this year is to just, uh, you know, really listen to the Lord better. Um, to really have the Lord have his way in my life. Not about what I can do, what I can change or anything else like that on my own. It's about when I yield my life to the Lord, he's going to change what needs to be changed. Amen. And so that's that's my prayer. And that's my prayer for each one of us today. That we yield our life to what God has for us so we can be all that he wants us to be. Because you know what? If you just got saved and he just pulled you up in the air, that you wouldn't think he had anything for you to do. He's got something for you to do. He said, well, I'm not a preacher. Well, okay, good. Did, you know, uh, I don't sing. Well, that's okay. But you can, you can pray, right? You can encourage. There's so many things that each and every one can do. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't know about you guys. Most of the people that's really spoken to my life wasn't somebody that was the preacher or anything else. It was somebody that was a good friend that was listening to the Lord and that would convey the love of Christ to me, forgiveness to me, love to me. And, and I tell you what, I hope that's what you hear today. But we're starting a new year. There's all types of stuff going on. We're going to try to bring in some new wisdom and, and technology and stuff. Um, some of you guys might have seen it. Uh, I was laying in bed the other day when we couldn't have church. And I was like, Lord, I just hate that we can't have church, but we can't come out there. And the Lord spoke to my heart just as good as anything. You can still tell them about me. Ooh, okay. So I started to do a few things and do a couple other things. And every time I get ready to go out of the house, I was still here. But you could tell them about me. Yeah, but I got to shovel some snow. He never said another word, but it's in my heart. You can still tell them about me. Many of you seen the little clips that we're running. And I pray that you're encouraged that we can, you know, with the technology and stuff now. And you can reach people all over the world. And I want to reach people all over the world. You guys want to reach people all over the world with Christ. So I hope you're encouraged with that. When you see some of those things, share them. And let me tell you, from people sharing those short little videos, we already had a guy come to Christ. And many of y'all are here today because of that. But it's because of the Lord drawing you in through his word. Amen. He gets the glory. So we're thinking about this today. Let us consider how to spur one another on to love and good deeds. You know, it's, it's kind of easy when we're in here. Everybody's in church. How you doing? Got the smile on. Slap them on the back. And then we leave here and we got life. Just being real, right? Just leave, just being real. And I thought about that. I said, man, you know, let's, let's take a little uh, walk through our Sunday, all right? Now, what usually happens when you leave here? We're going to get something to eat, right? We're going to get something to eat. Most of the place is going to be crowded. And you're looking at your watch. Then maybe your order's uh, mixed up or whatever. Then how many people get to go home and take a nap? I was going to say, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So we go from there. What else, man? Then we start thinking about, man, well, Monday's coming. Anybody ever get that pit in your stomach about 6 o'clock on Sunday? Man, i got to get back to work. i got to get this out. Man, look at the faces. Everybody goes, he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Now, my, my father-in-law said, you ain't talking to me. I'm retired. <laughs> but that's all right. We're all striving for that. But, you know, how do we keep that fire burning all week long? we got to stay in tune to what God's got. But, you know, we get out there and submit, okay, i got this, i got to get back home. 
I got to get this together. Got to do some clothes. I'm just throwing the list out there. What else we got? Got to write some bills. Sunday's a good bill writing day, right? Uh, what else we have? And then you start thinking, man, where did I leave off Friday? What is? What was I doing Friday? Got to start thinking about, about that. And you start thinking about, man, well, what, what else do we got? What do we got to do? And, oh, oh, man, I got a doctor's appointment this week. Don't forget about this. Don't forget to call that person. We got to go by here. Got to take the dog to the vet. Got to get gas in the car. <gasps> you feel the pressure building? Anybody else get like that? We can get overwhelmed with life. Amen. Stress. Stress starts coming on, man. And what happens is, it's really, stress really comes from anything we're really focusing on. It's not a God. Because it's a God, it's not going to stress you out, right? If we got our eyes on the Lord, he says it's going to be peace, love, joy, happiness, all those things, right? Now, I am not ever going to tell you, you give your life to the Lord, everything is going to be, woo, sunshine day, right? But I will tell you, never go through it alone, amen? I talk to many people that go through a lot of things, a lot of things, and the usual thing that I hear back, buddy, how does anybody go through this without the Lord? And my answer is, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that we can make it through things with the Lord. And it doesn't have to be bad things. It can be great things. Like today, man, we've got a full house here. That's a blessing, man. But what I want to do today is, is hopefully take God's word and show you how we can spur one another on and rely on God. Somebody say rely on God. Rely on God. Can we do that? Is it easy? Amen. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. On the little things, it's easy, right? What about the bad doctor report? What about when there's too much month and not enough money? You know, I'm just saying, right? All those things. What about when your kids don't want to listen? <laughs> I rest. <laughs> Stress. Man, I need some more tea on that one. Oh, man. But life starts happening. And you know what? I tell you what, we, we are blessed to be able to come as a church family. I just throw this out. You know, I talk to a lot of people. I don't care where I'm at. Y'all know I'm going to talk about Jesus. I took my father-in-law to an appointment the other day. I said, man, I'll go. Let's go. I'll, I'll go. I'll hang out with you. And we sat there for a while. And he went on back. And I'm sitting there. There's like four guys there. And nobody's saying nothing. Everybody got their phones going, including me, till my battery died. And I couldn't stand it no more. I had to say something. I had to say something. Y'all know that. And so I said, we all think about the football games. Started right where they were. Man, they started talking about the football. This, that, and everything else. And as I was talking, I don't know that much about football. I know the Redskins are out of it. That's all I know. I could have probably told that before we got started, but we're still rooting them on, right? But I was just opening the door, right? And I started talking a little bit more. And I talked to the guy. And the guy, and this, I don't, does people ask y'all this? What do you do? What type of work do you do? And I always tell them, I said, well, uh, I share Jesus for a living. And you do what? I said, that's my call. I said, I'm a pastor. And I talked a little bit more, and, and I've got another job as well. And I, talked, and I talked about my other job a little bit. And this other guy never said anything until I said something about the Lord. He said, you know, I like how you said that. I said, said what? He said, you're a pastor first. I said, yeah, absolutely. As Scott says many times, sharing Jesus is my job. Now, I don't mean like a job, job. I mean, it is my gift. It's an opportunity. God's got a call on our life, the, the great commission, to share Jesus. Amen? Not just the preacher. Everybody. Amen? That's the great commission. So, guess what? They done opened the door for Jesus, didn't they? Oh, come on now. I ain't too busy. And the guy was 73 years old and sitting across. He said, I've done something I've never done before. I said, what's that? He said, I started reading the Bible. I said, that's good. And he says, I started reading. He said, got some long names in there. I said, I know it. And I said, you know what I do? He said, what's that? I said, I use my iPad to pronounce them. And I just keep on going. I said, but God will, will give you the wisdom and knowledge as you seek him out. So we talked a little more. And uh, the other guy was over there. He's a black guy sitting there. And he says, why do you think that we just got so much hatred? I said, because we leave Jesus out of the equation. He goes, yeah, that's probably it. So I'm bouncing back and forth talking to these guys and everything else. And this one guy said, and this is where I'm getting to my point. <coughs> Sorry. He said, I really don't think you, you have to go to church. I said, no, you don't have to go to church. But I said, but the Bible says don't forsake the assembly. 
I said, I don't know about you guys. Anybody in here, have you seen the benefit of being a part of a church family? Amen. We do not have a perfect church family. Amen. Starting with this guy right here. But I tell you what, we'll love you right where you are. We'll encourage you. You know? And see, that's what they miss out at. But guess what? If if you don't come, then we can't utilize your gift in the kingdom as much. You can't sharpen up for the week. What about after Sunday? If you don't even come on Sunday, then you're already down. And then you're getting all that stuff, stress built up. And now Monday's coming. And then it's another week. And you're that, that, that rat on the head, little habit trail. Your tongue's hanging out. And you go, man, is this all this life's about? And the answer is no. This life is a lot about a whole lot more. It's about God working through each one of us to make a kingdom difference. Amen? So with that being said, I just pray that we get God's perspective on what's going on. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. I'm going to jump in here. <coughs> I appreciate y'all working with me here. So I took that verse and kind of broke it out. And it says, let us consider. And I said, man, let us consider. What do you mean? Focus on. Think through. Ponder. Study about. What do you What do you think about when you start your day? Do you start your day? Do you start out and say, Lord, I'll tell you what. You open my eyes today. I want to yield my life to you. Help me to hear what you want. Help me to do what you want. Work through me in a mighty way. Give me an opportunity to share your word somewhere today. Do we pray like that? Some mornings, yeah. Some mornings is my big toe hurts. Lord, I just got to get out of bed. And, and that's okay. There's things going on. Because God already knows everything that's going on. But isn't it nice that, you know what, with your kids, isn't it nice when they say, I appreciate that. Isn't it nice when they say, I love you, right? Or to ask for your opinion, right? Now, in our family, a lot of times we don't, they ask for it. And most things in the world, guess what happens? They will ask you for your opinion, and they love your opinion as long as it matches their opinion. Somebody say amen. Right. Yeah, because if it's not, if it doesn't match, then they're meddling. <laughs> That's what we start thinking many times. But you know what? Let us consider. Let us focus on. Take a look at this. So how often do we consider spurring others on? And, and that's what I want to talk about today. Just building up the, the church family. Building up others in Christ. And I said, to be honest, it really sometimes it takes everything we got to get out of bed. It really does. I know people have a lot on their plates. I know there's a, a, everything is not always sunshiny day. And I realize that there's big decisions that people have to make. But what I'm telling you is this. If we seek first the kingdom of God, the Bible says seek him first. And he will add all these things onto us. If, so if we're looking to God for the answer, guess what? He's in a providing business, right? That's what we need to be do, doing, seeking him. So, you know, today I, I pray that that's what we're doing. That we're looking for ways uh, to spur others on. Got another scripture to follow up on that there. You ready? Hebrews 10, 23. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Do you believe God can be trusted to keep his promise? Is he faithful? <clears throat> Have you ever seen where, where there was a part where they said God lied? So, and, and, and we're trusting God for our eternal salvation. How long is that? Forever. So we're trusting him with everything. And he's more than, more than able to keep that. Then why do we worry about the other stuff? Preaching to me too. Why do we worry? I, I, I just threw this in here. We talk about worry a lot because I know a lot of people that worry. We, sometimes we say we don't worry, we're just concerned. Is that just another way to say the same thing? <laughs> but a lot of times we get worried about stuff when we don't put God in the equation or trust God. You know, how many times sometimes by the end of the week you're running on a little bit of empty? Just tired out. You ever had a day that everything you touch messes up? I mean, you know, I got to have a badge to get in the gate. I don't have it. You know, this is going back on. You know, going back here. You come back in. The paper jams up in the printer. You know, whatever. Whatever the case is. And sometimes I start laughing. And the, and the guys I work with, they go, I think he's getting ready to blow. <clears throat> and I go, there's got to be something good coming. There's got to be something good coming. God's got something coming down the pipe. And if we can step back sometime and just realize how blessed we are. Miss Karen tells me this all the time in the midst of things. She said, you know, buddy, we're just so blessed, aren't we? She's always counting her blessings. 
And that's the biggest thing that she always teaches me. Count our blessings. And I hope that's what we can do today. But when you feel like you're running on empty, break it down a little bit and realize who we are trusting with our daily schedule. If we can trust God with eternity, surely we can trust him with the day, right? Take baby steps. Take a little bit of baby steps. So when we talk, talk about hope, the Bible talks about confident expectations, faith in Christ. Do you have that confidence in Christ? Let me hear you say amen if you do. Over and over we look around through the Bible And I encourage you to read your Bible Do some devotions We get all types of stuff in here And, and just ask Lord show me what you have for me today There's so many things that we just Get wrapped around the wheel But you know what we can Well our hope we affirm In God Who else you going to trust I'll let you down I don't want to I'm a man Mom and dad can miss the mark Baby sister can miss the mark. All people can miss the mark. God will not miss the mark. Amen? Now, I'm not telling you to cut your family out. I'm telling you to cut God in, and he will draw your family to him through you. That makes sense? Now, I tell you what happens a lot of times. I remember when I first got saved, when I gave my life to the Lord. They said, well, he's going through a fad. Right? He'll be all right soon. <laughs> no, I was all right then. Because I knew right then. I, all I knew was this. That I was a sinner and I needed Jesus. And Jesus said, I'll take you. You don't have to make it hard. I'll take you right where you are. Right where you are. I want you all to hear that. You say, buddy, you don't know my past. You're right, but God does. And he still says, I'll take you right where you are. That's a great place to start. And I'm going to tell you right there. Then you walk on from there. But we need to be in tune to what's going on. How in tune are you to the needs of others? I want you to think about that. How in tune are we to the needs of others? And I said, I just want to encourage us to be attentive to what's going attentive to what's going on. You guys hear me say this every week. I am a people watcher. If I go to the mall and Denise is shopping, I'll just hang out. It is entertaining to me, man. I am just sitting there going watching. One of my favorite stories I saw one time. I was in line around Fourth of July at the Dollar General, and I saw this guy come in. And, and his wife comes in, and this guy's like this. Hat reminds me of my dad. Hat sideways like this. Come on, you need to get in here. Oh, okay. I thought, boy, I tell you, he's, been, he's, he's had a rough day already. And he goes looking around, and he sees the one thing that brings him a little bit of joy. And his wife's behind me now. They've been shopping. <clears throat> and he sees two different types of flags. He looks at them flags. And I'm just looking, I say, he likes some flags, right? And she's over here like this. <laughs> but he, he had it down, man, I'll tell you. And he looks at her and he goes, which one do I want? Because <laughs> he already knew he's going to pick the wrong one, right? <laughs> she said, you know you want that one right there. Just get it, get in line. Okay. I was like, oh, brother, come on. I said, you want to get in front of me? No, I got to go back here. A lot of times, we're not attentive to the feelings of other people. Usually, the people that are closest to us, right? Isn't it amazing? You see people, have you ever seen this? <laughs> I love it. Telephone rings, you get that baby. Stop it! I'm getting the phone. Stop it! Gonna... Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, oh no, you didn't bug me. Everything's good. Yeah. On the phone. Yeah, no, everything's good. Yeah. That happens, and you're doing like this over here. You know we do. And the person on the phone, they probably don't care about you like the, like the one that's beside you. And then they get off the phone. And you go, oh, yeah, that would be fine. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, we'll get $25 for that. That's good. Sure. Oh, yeah, good. That's no problem. The next time that phone rings and y'all keep talking, y'all scared that I got, got you wired now. Don't you? Does he, how does he know that? Well, that's what we do, man. It is. <coughs> We do the same thing on Sunday sometimes, don't we? Get to church, woo, everything's all right. Everything's just so good. They're going to come take my car. It's okay. You know, but I, what I want to tell you is this. Is that we understand that we want to be attentive to the needs of other folks. Don't need to know everybody's business. You don't need to tell everybody your business, right? You know, but you know what? 
just listen and maybe there's a time that you can speak into their life and they encourage them. That's what that's all about. That we can spur them on. But how in tune are they? Or or either this. I've seen this happen. Somebody be shopping. Weaving all over here shopping. Checking out this. And there's somebody behind them with a cart. And I'm going, hey. Hey. Oh, I didn't know you were there. And get mad with the person at the cart. But you done cut them off seven times. You're all over here like this. But we're so in tune to what we're looking at. Right? We get so in tune to what's going on. That what we want. We don't see what other people might need. And I, I pray that, you know, through this, and I'm just using some practical applications, but it really doesn't change from the spiritual application, does it? We'll turn around, we'll see something going on, and we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll pray about that. What I try to do anymore, if I tell somebody I'm going to pray about something, I said, can we pray about that now? Right there, right now. Then, we, then we've already lifted it up to our Heavenly Father right there. Because I want to do what I said I'm going to do, Amen. So I pray that, you know what, the Holy Spirit keeps us in tune to what's going on. You don't have to be, you don't have to be looking like everybody like this. You know, doing this stuff right here. <laughs> looking back at it. Let me see what's going on over there. No, but just be attentive to what's going on. Amen. I'm loving this. This is good. Keep on going. Hebrews 13, 16 says, And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. How many mom and dads taught you about sharing? That's the problem we got now. Only two people. How many people's mom and dad taught you about sharing? Yeah. How many people got a couple of hand-me-downs if you got brothers and sisters? What's bad is when your sister's older than you and you get hand-me-downs. That's what happened to me. I said, I will not wear that. You know? I don't need a balanced beam. You know? But they say, hey, hey, you know, your sister had a lot of fun on that. It's a two by four. You know? Give me a shovel or something, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but that's a good two by four, son. Just a real quick note. Hey, isn't it amazing when you're going on considering, you know, when, when you love something, you want everybody else to love it, don't you? My sister was a gymnastic. Woo, somebody. Still teaching gymnastics all these years. Been to Russia, been to here and all this. That means I had to like gymnastics. My sister's six years older than me. I, I won't do it here, but I still think I can do a, a, a cartwheel. Everybody said, don't do it. But do you know how many cartwheels I would have to do before I could go in and eat supper? You could do it again. You could do it again. But no, 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 you know. It's over and over and over. And then, and then it would be all these different things that would do it. But it paid off good when I was rocking and rolling. Didn't get it because I could jump a kick. Boom! Yow! See, my sister told me that stuff. I just had to use it in something I knew about, you know. <laughs> But a lot of times, now, if we got on fire for the Lord, now I'm not talking about beat people down, put them in the Holy Ghost headlock, but if we got excited about the Lord and, and, and that passion, how would that work? It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. I'm going to share a few more things. Here. I had a few things written down. I said, do you ever think about how much God sees? I want to talk to you about that. If God sees everything. You know? This is not to upset you. This is not to scare you. It is to let us just get a good picture of everything. Because we want to get the whole picture. We want a, a well-rounded gospel message. Amen? And so, you know, we think about that. And, and, and so, you know, God sees everything. And, you know, he says it, it sees what's pleasing and when we're caring for others. Matthew 25, 39 uh, starts like this through 40. And he says this. When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will reply, truly I, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. I mean, that makes you think, doesn't it? I'm never going to tell you put yourself in a bad spot. That's why you pray for discernment, you know, about helping people and different things like that. Times are very tough now. People will take advantage of it and everything else. But that nudge, maybe it's something small. You know, sometimes I flip through Facebook and I see something really cool. Somebody says, you know what? I just went through the drive-thru and somebody bought, bought my, my food. That's nice, isn't it? Something like that. You know, somebody say, hey, I, I didn't have this and somebody else knew there was a need and they did that. Now, I want to make sure you understand when we get into this part that our salvation is not about works, okay? It is by grace you say through faith. I'm going to nail this thing down all through here. 
It's about us putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, right? But God has left us here to be difference makers. God has left us here to be his fingers, his hands, his ears, his encouragers, amen? And so there's things that we got to do. See, a lot of times I think we say, I prayed the prayer, I'm sitting on the sideline, I'm good, that's it. Autopilot. And we never think about eternity. We think, man, I got it made. Yes, if you prayed and asked the Lord to forgive you your sin, the Bible's very clear. You're sealed and secured. But we're going to go through a few more verses and show us that God has a plan for us. Everybody all right with that? All right. All right. So I think this is a really good point that if we consider his return drawn near, we might think of things a little different. How many people think about God coming back? How many people are excited about that? How many people would be okay if it was today? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to answer that same question when we're done, okay? Here we go. Hebrews 10, 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together like we talk, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the time of his return is drawn near. What does that look like to you? Think about it. I want you to close your eyes. Christ coming back and taking us back. Think about that. You got a kind of good idea of what our little brain could compute. It's probably going to be a million times more than that. But I want you to think about that. He's coming back. How many people want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? Right? I know I do. How many people have wasted a little bit of their life Doing what they want to do. Let me tell you. I won't go through the whole story. I didn't even. Well, I knew about the Lord. But I didn't even come to Christ till I was 30. Sooner is better. I'm not telling you here. If you're 99 years old. You can still come to Christ. That's good. But I can tell you for 30 years. Serving the Lord was not on my agenda. At all. Now of course if something happened. I'd figure out. You know. I'd pray. Cry. Whine. Everything else. Anybody like that? I knew about God, but didn't know God. There's a big deal, right? There's a big difference in that. I mean, we, you know, we, you know, just go to him for fire insurance, so to speak. We call on him when, when things are tough. But as Christians, <coughs> tell me, where will people go if they've rejected Jesus Christ? Where? Hell. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? We don't want anybody to go there. And in your circle of impact, where you live, where you work, where you drive to, where you eat, God has placed people in front of you that may not know that. So you can be that mirror of Christ. Because why? Because the time for him coming back is drawing near. I think Jesse asked me one of the most grown up questions in the world to make me think when he was about five years old. We were saying prayers, and I tucked him in bed, and he goes, Dad, I know that you tell me the Bible says that no man knows when God is coming back, when Jesus is coming back for us. I said, that's right. He said, but Dad, what do you think? And God gave me this answer. Son, I don't know, but it's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. I didn't have that answer. In other words, the time is ticking. I don't know, bud. I don't know, friends. But I know it's closer than where we were yesterday. Will it be in our lifetime? I don't know. But it sure seems like when you look through the Bible, it could be any time. Keep that in mind. So let's take a look at this here. Let me read this to you. Second Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things we've done while in the body, whether good or bad. I'll let you guys read that again while I take a little sip here. Has anybody read that in the Bible before? It's right there. We can gloss right through that thing, can't we? What did I tell you just before we went in? How are you saved? By grace through faith. We got that down. Everybody's got that in their heart. This judgment right here. Is not about your is not about your salvation. Everybody okay? Say amen if you're with me. Alright? This is about how we serve the Lord. Okay? It's called the Bema seat. There will be an account 
and the books will be open and we will stand. And there won't be, I hear people say, well, I'm going to tell God. You ain't going to tell God nothing. You know what I'm saying? This is not to scare you. This is to spur us on. Okay? This is what's been going on in my heart. See, we're not eternal minded many times. We think, I'm saved. I'm good. This, that. Well, guess what? We're going to stand before the Lord. Okay? This is not about your sin. See, it's not about my sin. Everybody good? This is about our obedience. Amen? If I got saved and, did, and, and never lifted a finger to serve the Lord and I died, I can show you through Scripture that I will be saved. We will be saved. I'm going to give you a perfect example. How about this? He says our works are going to be tried just like with, with fire, right? Some of the things that are going to be tried are works, bad motives. If I got over there and I go, man, look at me. I'm just playing guitar for the Lord. One of the little kicks on the end. Woo! And I stand and he's going to go, and you served me for 25 years, and it's all about you. <laughs> Hay, wood, and stubble. Ashes. Would I still go into heaven? Yes. How I live in heaven, how, how I serve in heaven, is greatly affected by that. You with me? I'll give you two applications here. How many people, now, say, well, let's do this. How many people think it's a great idea to save for retirement? Yes, that's a good idea, right? So you save for 30 years, we're working, putting money back, we're investing, we're doing this, everything else. The day you retire, you go down to the credit union, you say, man, I'm going to pull my money out, and they go, oh, sorry, we're bankrupt. You go, but I got, what? Well, that's right, because I still got Social Security. So, so you go to the Social Security office, and they go, you know what, the Treasury's upside down, we're out. Oh, my goodness. Right? Everything I invested in is just burned up. Gone, right? You with me? Then you go home. Put an ego in your toaster. Think at night burns your house down to the ground. And you escape with just what's on your back. You with me? That's how it will be for many on Judgment Day. This is not a real popular message, by any means. I've been praying about this for two weeks. Okay? But I want to give you the right balance of what's going on. Okay? This should be uplifting. Okay? We're going to come back around. You remember what I said? The wrong motives, the wrong thing. We were chasing after the wrong things. It's not about our sin. Our sin was totally dealt with, eradicated on, this, on, on the cross. As far as the east is from the west. But what did you do? Can you imagine that? I don't know exactly how it would be. But it's had to come forward. Where are the 5,363 souls that I entrusted to you to, to make a difference? But Lord, I, I, I did some Bible studies. You know? I had a fish sticker on my truck. You know? Where are the souls? Where are those that, that had you assault me, I would have showed you. That would be ashes. That's why that God has just, re through this message, God has just renewed my spirit to serve him. You know, we've been doing a little podcast and everything. It is not about Buddy Chapman. It ain't. You can sure get a better mug than this to talk about it. But I'm going to tell you what. I know that God told me the other day, he says, you can still tell them about me. When I stand in front of the Lord, it ain't going to be all of us. It's going to be me. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Everybody's listening real good right now, and I'm glad. Now, how about this? How about somebody comes up there and they say, Sister Sally, give account of your life. Lord, I, I didn't do any mission trips. All I did is raise my three kids. And I tried to raise them for you. He said, Sister Sally, because you sought me, that's exactly what you were supposed to do. And those three children of yours have impacted millions of souls. That would be the gold and silver and precious stones. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. Come on in and enter into the joy of the Lord. Now the other folks are going to come in. But the Bible talks about we'll escape us. Just, we just made it through the flames of the fire. 
I don't want us to just come out through the ashes. I want us to realize as we seek the Lord, make the most of every opportunity. Man, this thing has gone off in my heart just like boom. Because I want to be eternal minded. Because that day is coming. And we're going to stand before the Lord. Now, real quick, I asked y'all a question a minute ago. Matter of fact, I think it was right up here. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. How many people are excited about it? The Lord comes back right now. Great. How many people think, man, after what you just told me, I hope it's a little bit longer. You see? Do you see? That's, that's all my point was. That's all my point. Yes, I want the Lord to come back. Yes, I want to be in heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. Not because I'm a pastor or anything else. It's because mm -hmm. just like anybody else out here that we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. But I want to finish big. How about y'all? Again, what I just shared with you has nothing to do with your salvation. It has everything to do how we'll rule and reign with the Lord. I'll give you one more object lesson here. How many people <clears throat> working on their job and the boss comes there and says, the way that you work the next eight hours will determine how you rule and reign in the company for the next 30 years. You hear what I said? How would you work the next eight hours? Ooh, can I get you anything? That's 30 years. I'm talking about eternity. When God's judgment comes down, it's not going to be renegotiated. It's not going to change in 1,500 years, 30 years. Reel back 1,000 years on the calendar. 1,000 years. Is that like Christopher Columbus time or whatever? Or maybe back then. But that, we're talking about eternity. That's why this is so important. Don't miss. Need some more math on it. <laughs> I can always tell when I miss it, they're going, Christopher Columbus. <coughs> Y'all got the point. Y'all got the point. Love me through it. I love being here. <laughs> the whole point is this. No matter how long, if it's 10 years, 30 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, it has nothing, it doesn't, it's not even a speck for eternity. So if you live 80 years, how many people think 80 years is a good long time? Everybody that's 80 said no. <laughs> if I'd ask my mom, she said, I don't see nothing wrong with 90, I'm 87 now. <laughs> Say you get 120 years, amen? That 120 years. How you lived your life for Christ, your motives, and all those things, will greatly impact how you rule and reign in the kingdom. You're still going to the kingdom if you're saved, okay? Please hear what I'm saying. And that's what I wanted to make real sure. I tried to make every study, every application that I could find to make sure. We're not talking about salvation. We're talking about ruling and reigning. Y'all with me? Everybody good with that? And how are we saved? By grace, through faith, right? Not of ourselves, but it's a gift of God. God's not going to give you a gift and, and then start, no, well, you know, tug of war with it. You got it. But he's given us a gift, and he's kept us here. Why? Because he has a job for us to do. He's got something for us to do. Anybody know what the Great Commission is? Making disciples, sharing Jesus, getting out there, telling people. See, I, this is what my prayer is. I hope that you take the message, and I, I hope that the Lord and the Holy Spirit takes it and twists that in your heart so that you say, you know, there is more I can do. We're not talking about works for salvation. Please understand that. I'm talking about, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you have a child born to you, they're your child all the way through, right? It's nice when they're pleasing to you, right? And they obey you, right? You can entrust them with more. You see what I'm saying? You still love them. They're still in your family. But I want you to hear that. Let's keep on rolling with that. So I'm going to bring this home with us. Very sorry. 
the reason that I did it in this way, because I want you guys to be sure of what you have in the Lord. Amen. So many times, my biggest thing in preaching over the last, I don't know how long, has always been this, is people not knowing if they're saved or if they're still saved or whatever the case may be. I want to go through some scripture today to help you be secured when you have made your decision in Christ, all right? Or if you've never made your decision in Christ, if you do that today, how you can know, okay? Now, I want to look at this verse. Has anybody ever seen that verse before? John 3.16. Kind of familiar, isn't it? And, and we often read it like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And we go, ooh, that's great. We just kind of gloss over it sometimes. Because we've heard it so much. We get complacent. How about if we really break that down on what that's about? It said, for God, the creator of the universe, all right? This is what it's speaking to me. For God, the creator of everything, so loved the world. That means he loved us. The creator of the universe loved you, 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 me. Make it personal. So much that he gave. And let me tell you something. When you give something, it's because you see value in something that you want. Amen? How much value do you think that he saw in each one of us that he gave his one and only son? You, you get what I'm saying here? You get what I'm saying here? That whoever believes in him, it doesn't say whoever works hard at the church, right? Who puts extra money in the pot. You see what I'm saying? He says, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? How long is that? Forever. Forever. See, did, did you see that when we read it that way? How we just, where, where, the, where the Holy Ghost power just coming in there like that? Eternal life. I have people sometimes say, man, you stay on the go a lot, don't you? Yes, I do. Many of y'all do too. Man, I don't see how you do what you do. This is not a buddy thing. I can't do what I do without the power of the Lord doing it. But I'm going to tell you what. We give God the glory and I want people to know. Because if they don't know, where do they end up? Right. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I don't want to see anybody going there. And they don't have to. The price, the price is already paid. But you say, well, yeah, I know what you're saying here. Well, let's bring this on in. John three seventeen, And we go through this. Look at this. For God, again, the creator of the universe, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't come in here to beat you up. I'm not sharing this to beat you up. I'm sharing this to lift you up. Amen. I'm sharing to give you give you the full understanding of what's going on. But to save the world through him. What do you save us from? You ever think about what you've been saved from? Hell, condemnation, <clears throat> eternal punishment. Man. Amen. Do you ever, let's just be honest, do you ever feel like nobody loves you sometimes? A world's against you? We, we probably do that sometimes. I don't care what your family situation is. I hope it's okay. I don't care if somebody made you mad at church. I'm sorry. I don't care about if they don't like you at work or anything else. What I do care about is this. If you got this one thing in your heart and satisfied in your heart, you will keep on keeping on. That God loves you. When everybody else thinks, man, that's the silliest thing in the world you did. I don't care. If I know that what God told me to do, that's what I'm going to do. How about y'all? But I want to make sure it's what God told me to do. I want to pray about it. I want to line it up with scripture, right? Is it glorifying God? That's what we need to ask. Amen. <coughs> We've talked about this scripture many times. I probably preach it every week. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. What does that mean? We put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's why we're saved. And he goes on to say, it's not about your, about your works that you can boast. Look what I'm doing. God loves me because this is what I'm doing. Right? He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. But look at the next verse. For we are God's handiwork. Some say masterpiece. Get this. Ready? Follow along. Created in Christ Jesus to do 
good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Who's that for? The non-believer? No, that's for the believer. And that's going to tie in to the scripture I gave you earlier. Right? So he has things for us to do. People say, well, what am I supposed to do? Seek the Lord. And he will tell you. He says, call to me and I'll answer you. Right? And see great mighty things which you know not. Over and over. Now, you, how many people love their children? Everybody. Do you like to get a phone call from them? Usually. We put that in there. You like to hear from them. You like to talk to them. Yeah. Some people say some of them calls are rough. Some of them calls are expensive. Right? <laughs> but even with that, but even with that, you'll take every phone call. Amen. You'll take every phone call. I know y'all. But God has a plan for our life. God has a job for us to do while we're here. And the way we figure that out is, is we seek him daily. I don't even pray anymore. God, what do you want me to do? What, what, what do you want? I just say, Lord, help me to yield my life to you today. Because I can't do it on my own. Buddy Chapman likes doing Buddy Chapman stuff. How about y'all? I like doing stuff my way, this way, being honest. Right? Not signing up for any pain. How about y'all? Any things like that, you know? I, I you know, I, I, man, I just, I just want, I just want everything lovey dovey, don't we? We want to coach. You tell them, Grandma. A lot of times we just want to easy, right? We just want to let it fly like that. But we can get complacent. But I'm going to tell you something else. When we're yielding our life to the Lord, we're going to be doing things in His strength, and you're going to be surprised what can happen. You're going to be amazed what he can do in your life. You said, how in the world can he do anything with my life? My life is all boogered up, messed up, twisted up. Just don't know. I don't think that's in the Bible. That's a buckaroo translation. <laughs> yeah, and everybody said, yeah, I know what that meant. It's all messed up, you know? What could God do with your life? Did God ever use anybody's life in the Bible that was kind of messed up? Hmm? Somebody tell me one. David. I always think of David. Paul. Peter. <laughs> I'm so glad they wrote about him. He was a loud mouth talking out of turn all the time. I can relate. You know? He's the very guy that says, who do you say I am? And he goes, you're the Messiah. And then a couple of pages later, he goes, I ain't never seen him before in my life. You know? Do we do that? Many times. <clears throat> Everybody's down on Judas, sold them out for, for the for the coins. The truth of the matter, we probably sell them out a whole lot faster, a whole lot cheaper sometimes. Not to beat you up, to lift you up. So when we look at that, we put it up against the backdrop of things. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. You should know that you are secure in Christ. So with that foundation, you should be excited. Because he's left us here to be a difference maker. How many people want to be a difference maker for the kingdom? Amen. <clears throat> Building the kingdom. It may look a lot different what your plan is than my plan is. I mean, our jobs are. But God's got the master plan. And if we're seeking him, how many know he can work all things together for the good? Get his word on it. Romans 8, 28. So he can work all things together for the good. For those who love him and call according to his purpose. <clears throat> You know, you know, a lot of times people say, yeah, man, I'm, I'm saved, but. I never said anywhere in the scripture says, I'm saved, but. I see I'm saved too. To good works. So I pray today as we go through this, and I appreciate you guys loving me through the little raspy voice. But I just felt like I got to share this message today. I got to share this message today. And so with that being said, we go back to where we started off. After Sunday, let us consider how to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Does that make more sense now? Do you see how we went all the way around that, pulled that back around there? I, I hope that it does. So, so what happens after Sunday? What happens when you leave here? Yeah, you're going to go eat. You might take a nap. You might write some bills. You might do some laundry. 
But my prayer is that this message starts digging and cultivating and growing in your in your life. Not to condemn you, to spur you on. To spur you on. So that when you get there and you're before the Lord, that you've accomplished everything that God has for you. Only want the best for my brothers and sisters. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that your word is tried and true. Lord, that sometimes we open up things and it's 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 not always comfortable. But I pray today that it is profitable. Lord, help me to show each one that hears this message, each one that's here today, that you love them, that you have a plan for them. If we ever doubt your love, Lord, let us look to the cross. There is no greater way to show how much you love somebody than to lay down your life. And Lord, you did that for us. You knew we'd be here today. You knew we'd be talking about this today. You knew who was going to listen to this later on on the web. You knew which, which one here that's going to take it to heart. So Lord, I ask you to take that and grow that in us. If you're here today, and I ask you the question I ask many people, if you died today, are you for sure you'd go to heaven? If you cannot answer that 100%, please look up here at me. I want to show you from God's word and tell you. We went through these scriptures probably three times. I'm going to go through them again. He said, God sent his son into the world not to condemn it, but to save it. He did that for you. You got to make it personal. He did that for me. But you have to receive it by faith. We go back to our Ephesians verse. He said, it's by grace you say through faith. Not that you suffer, it's a gift. If I give you a gift, you, if you're going to experience, if you're going to take ownership of it, you have to open it. You got to open it. How do you open it? You open it by faith. Now listen real close. The Bible tells us line by line how we do that. He says, if we confess with our mouth, that means Lord Jesus. We confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that Jesus Christ was sent, lived a sinless life, and died and poured out his blood to pay your sacrifice? That's what I'm asking you. If you believe that today, say, Lord, come into my life. It goes on through the scripture and it says, Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Your prayer can look something like this. Pray with me from your heart if that's you. Dear Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, today, save me. Come into my life and forgive me of my sins. And help me walk in all the things that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you today, and you prayed that prayer, tell somebody before you left here today. Said, you know what? That made sense. I've been to church. I've heard about this. But today, I call on the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.